0: Chapter 10 of The Stowmarket Market Mystery or A Legacy of Hate by Louis Tracy This Librivox recording is in the public domain recording by Carolyn. Chapter 10 The Black Museum Winter who had never seen Capella was so well posted by brett as to his personal appearance that he experienced no difficulty in picking out the italian when he alighted from the train at liverpool street station the next morning capella did not conduct himself like a furtive villain he jumped into a hansom his valet followed in a four-wheeler with the luggage in each instance the address given to the driver was that of a well-known west end hotel the detective's cab kept pace with capellas through old broad street queen victoria street and along the embankment at the mansion house and again at blackfriars they halted side by side and winter noticed that his quarry was looking into space with sullen vindictive eyes he means mischief to somebody was winter's summing up i wonder if he intends to knife hume for brett had given his professional confrere a synopsis of all that happened before they met and of his subsequent conversation with the happy couple in beechcroft hall he repeated this remark to the barrister when he reached brett's chambers capella will do nothing so crude was the comment he is no fool i do not credit him with the murder of sir alan but if i am mistaken in this respect it is impossible to suppose that he can dream of clearing his path again by the same drastic method of course he means mischief but he will stab reputations not individuals when will you come to the black museum at once if you like but before we set out i want to discuss mr okasaki with you what sort of person is he a genuine jap small lively and oval-faced his eyes are like tiny slits in a watermelon and when he laughs his grin goes back to his ears really winter i did not credit you with such a fund of picturesque imagery would you know him again i can't be certain all japs are very much alike to my thinking but if i heard him talk i would be almost sure why do you ask because i have been looking up a little information with reference to the kokatana and its uses now okasaki is the name of a japanese town family names almost invariably have a topographical foundation referring to some village river street or mountain and there may be thousands of ukasakis. then again it was the custom some years ago for a man to be called one name at birth another when he came of age a third when he obtained some official position and so on for instance you would be called spring when you were born summer when you were twenty-one autumn when you became a policeman and winter when you reached your present rank oh christopher cried the detective and if i were made chief inspector then your title would be top dog or something of the sort Mr. Winter assimilated the foregoing information with a profound thankfulness that we in England do these things differently. "'Why are you so interested in Mr. Okasaki?' he inquired. "'I will answer your question by another. Why was he so interested in the kokatana?' that is hardly what i told you mr brett he professed to be interested in the crime itself but now i come to think of it he did ask me to let him see the thing and did you yes i wanted all the information i could get my position exactly let us go to scotland yard the famous black museum has so often been the subject of articles in the public press that no detailed description is needed here it contains in glass cases or hanging on the walls a weird collection of articles famous in the annals of crime it is not open to the public and brett who had not seen the place before examined its relics with much curiosity the detective exhibited a pardonable pride in some of them but his companion damped his enthusiasm by saying this is a depressing sight in what way british rogues are evidently of low intelligence in the average a bludgeon and a halter make up their history there's more than that in a good many cases oh i forgot the handcuffs well here's the kukatana," said winter shortly the barrister took the fateful weapon not more deadly than a paper-knife in appearance and scrutinized it closely it has not been cleaned he said no it was left untouched after the doctor withdrew it from the poor young fellow's breast brett produced a magnifying glass beneath the rust on the blade he thought he could distinguish some japanese characters in the quaint pictorial script adapted by that singular people from the chinese system of writing he brought the knife nearer to the window and carefully focused it then he produced a notebook book and made a pencil drawing of the following inscription illustration of some japanese characters winter watched him with quiet agony he had never noticed the signs before mr okasaki did not tell you what these scratches meant inquired the barrister no he did not see them sure quite positive of course it is very smart on your part to hit upon them so quickly but what possible purpose can it serve to find out the meaning of something carved in japan more than fifty years ago at the very least i do not know it is very stupid of me i admit but i have not the faintest notion does it make the finding of okasaki more important to a certain extent we want to have everything explained at present we have so little of what i regard as really definite evidence may i ask what that little is sir alan hume Fraser was murdered with a knife produced by a man like david hume whom rabbit jack saw standing beneath the yews. not much eh winter shook his head dubiously if sir Allen were shot instead of stabbed went on the barrister the first thing you would endeavour to determine would be the calibre and nature of the bullet why not be equally particular about the knife but this weapon has been for fifty years in glentoken its history is thoroughly established is it who made it whose crest does it bear what does this motto signify if you wanted to kill a man would you use this toy why was not the sword itself employed that string of questions leaves me out mr brett i am equally uninformed i can only answer the last one the sword is intended for suicidal purposes the kokatana for an enemy this is a case of murder not suicide the detective wheeled sharply on his heels thereby upsetting charles Peace's telescopic ladder you suspect okasaki he cried my dear fellow okasaki is say five feet nothing the murderer is five feet ten inches in height japanese are clever people but they are not telescopes and he picked up the ladder winter grinned you always make capital out of my blunders he said pooh my banking account is limited let us go the mortal atmosphere in this room is vile outside the central police office they separated bred to pay some long neglected calls winter to hunt up capella's movements and initiate inquiries about okasaki the detective came to brett's chambers at five o'clock in a great state of excitement thank goodness you are at home sir he cried when smith admitted him to the barrister's sanctum capella is off to naples naples the scene of his marriage what did this journey portend naught but the gravest consideration would take him so far away from home when he knew that david and helen were reunited how did you discover this fact asked brett awaking out of a brown study easily enough as it happens ninety-nine per cent of gentlemen's valets are keen sports barbers and hotel porters run them close i do a bit that way myself the barrister groaned not often sir but this is holiday time you see anyhow i gave the hall porter whom i know the wink to come to a neighbouring bar during his time off for tea he actually brought capella's man william his name is with him i told them i had backed the first winner today day an eight to one chance and that started them i offered to put them on a certainty next week and william's face fell it's a beastly nuisance," he said i'm off to naples with my boss to-morrow well said i if you're not going before the night train perhaps i may be able but that made him worse because they leave by the eleven a m victoria brett began to pace the room he could not make up his mind to visit naples in person for one thing he did not speak italian but capella must be followed at last he decided upon a course of action winter he said do you have a man we can trust an italian or better still an italian speaking englishman who can undertake this commission for us would you mind ringing for smith sir replied the detective who seemed to be mightily pleased with himself smith appeared at the foot of the stairs you will find a gentleman named holden said winter ask him to come up please holden appeared a sallow personage long-nosed and shrewd-looking the detective explained that mr holden was an ex-police sergeant retained for many years at headquarters on account of his fluency in the language of tasso winter did not mention tasso this is figurative an arrangement was quickly made he was to start that evening and meet capella on arrival at naples winter would telegraph the fact of the italian's departure according to programme holden was not to spare expense in employing local assistance if necessary he was to report everything he could learn about capella's movements Brett wanted to hand him fifty pounds but found that all the money he had in his possession at the moment only totalled up to thirty-five pounds winter produced a small bag it was quite true what i said he smirked i did back the first winner and what's more i drew it sixteen of the best i had no idea the police force was so corrupt sighed brett as he completed the financial transaction and mr holden took his departure the detective also went off to search for okasaki about nine o'clock hume arrived you will be glad to hear he said that the rector invited me to lunch he approves of my project and will pray for my success it has been a most pleasant day for me i can assure you the rector retired to his study immediately after lunch i presume yes said david innocently has anything important occurred in town brett gave him a resume of events a chance allusion to sir alan caused the young man to exclaim by the way you have never seen his photograph and i have brought from my rooms a few pictures which may interest you he handed to brett photographs of himself and his two cousins and of the older sir alan and lady hume Fraser, taken singly and in groups the barrister examined them minutely alan and i pointed out his client were photographed during our last visit to london poor chap he never saw this picture the proofs were not sent until after his death something seemed to puzzle brett very considerably he compared the pictures one with the other and paid heed to every detail let me understand Brett said at last i think i have it in my notes that at the time of the murder you were twenty-seven sir alan twenty-four and mrs capella twenty-six that is so approximately we were born respectively in january october and december my twenty-seventh birthday fell on the eleventh. Stated exactly, you were two years and nine months older than he? Yes. You don't look it? I never did. We were always about the same size as boys, but he matured at an earlier age than I. It is odd how old were you when this group was taken the photograph depicted a family gathering on the lawn at beechcroft there were eight persons in it three being elderly men david reflected that was before i left harrow and christmas time seventeen almost within a couple of weeks so your cousin margaret was sixteen yes she was remarkably tall well developed for her age that was a notable characteristic from an early age we boys used to call her mamma when we wanted to vex her the three old gentlemen are very much alike this is the baronet who are the others my father and uncle what do you mean to tell me there's another branch of the family well yes in a sense my uncle is dead his son my age or a little older for the youngest of the three brothers was married first was last heard of in argentina brett threw the photograph down with clatter. good heavens he vociferated when shall i begin to comprehend this business in its entirety how many more uncles and aunts and cousins have you amazed by this outburst hume endeavoured to put matters right i never thought he commenced you come to me to do the thinking, Hume. For goodness' sake, switch your memory for five minutes from Miss Layton, and tell me all you know of your family history. Have you any other relations? None whatever. And this newly-arrived cousin, what of him? he was in the navy and being of a quarrelsome disposition was court-martialed for some small outbreak he would not submit to discipline and resigned the service then his father died and bob went off to south america i have never heard of him since i know very little about my younger uncle's household indeed the occasion recorded by the photograph was the last time the old men met in friendship there was a dispute about money matters my uncle charles was in the city the two estates being left by my grandfather to the two oldest sons charles hume Fraser died a poor man having lost his fortune by speculation have you seen your cousin robert did he resemble Allan and you we were all alike as peas people say that our house is remarkable for the unchanging type of its male line that is readily demonstrated by the family portraits you have not been in the dining-room or picture gallery at beechcroft or you must have noticed this instantly brett flung himself into a chair the argentine he muttered a nice school for a quarrelsome hume frazer he had calmed sufficiently to reach for his cigarette case when smith entered with a note delivered by a boy messenger it was from winter have found okasaki his name is now numagawa jiro so you were right as usual he and mrs jiro live at seventeen st john's mansions kensington End of chapter ten